welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song out of chronological order, so every episode feels like a quantum leap, where every week we hope will be the leap home. Joining me in my wonderful journey this week, we have Stefan and Jeff. Thank you for joining me. Hello, everyone. Hello there. Now, even like Sam, who, he leapt twice into the same body. And we will do the songs the same thing this week where we leap into the same song two weeks in a row. Why? Because these gentlemen were not able to join us last week. And I want to he- I have them have their say on this song as well. Basically, I want to sit here and listen to them talk for the next hour. Because <laughs> you've already talked about the song. Yourself, I object. So. I would put it towards the education budget. <laughs> 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 Let's end the- our political commentary right there. <laughs> <laughs> I I have already gone off. I'm gonna sit back and be the moderator to wait. No, that's probably not a good oh, term to use. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna sit back and, and mostly listen to the discussion this week, um, and maybe throw a few things in. And for the most part, I'm gonna be eating my if I had a million flavors. Um, so this week we're gonna do something a little bit different. Last week, I asked you all to send in what would you do if you had a million dollars. And some people responded. So throughout the episode this week, we will be putting in clips of people saying what they would do if they had a million dollars. So, Stefan, have you listened to this week's song yet? Have I? It is the <laughs> song. It's my jam. We're in the deep cut what... territory right now. <laughs> That's right, man. You cut me deep right there, ma. You keep me deep. You cut me deep. That's right. So, um, yes, this is this is the song that got me into BNL, and this is the song that keeps me in it. I love it. So, yes, I've I've, I've listened to it over and over. What about you, Jeff? Have you heard, ever heard tonight's song? Uh, no, not until uh, earlier this week when you asked me to listen to it. It's the first time You're I fired. Uh, actually. First time I was able, ever able to listen to this one. Um, I was, I was, I mean, I was impressed. It was, a, it was a piece of, no, I, no, I've heard this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's this it. is this is. Probably I had to try these. really hard to listen to this song. I, ha- I had to stop it a few times and restart again. <laughs> why? Why is that? Because <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. Well, maybe it's if like, I miss I one note, I'm like, nope. We got to start over. To go a little. <laughs> no, no, I would say this is uh this is probably along with uh one week, you know, the song. It's the B and L song. I, I don't think anyone would argue that. I mean if if you ask a have a, a random sample size group of people, you know, hundred people what B and L song they know, this is probably going to be the one that gets mentioned next to one week. I'd say and one possibly, week and possibly pinch me if yeah. it's just a random group. Now, would it surprise you to know that this has been on 12 different releases? It would not. Wow. Wow. No, because it's going on every live track, every live album. Oh, that's not counting the live tracks. What? That's counting the live albums, but not the live tracks, like where they recorded the show. Uh, Any live album is going to include this song, so we know that, you know. I'd say this song, uh, as well as a lot of other select songs from Gordon, are their bread and butter. I mean, they're the go-to. It's what um, 
is what really launched them into stardom. Well, it's funny you say that. You would think that's true. But interestingly enough, this was when they when it came to releasing this as a single, this was the seventh single that they released. Huh. It did not get released until Gordon had already come out. No kidding. So what is their bread and butter? What what was their first uh first release single? That depends if you're talking Canadian or American. Okay. Um yeah, okay. well, it does. I mean, they they, they hit big in in Canada a while before they were big in the U.S. So uh, oh, yeah. I see. You Depends on what want you want to call their big Canadian. So. I got you. Their first real release at all was "Lovers in a Dangerous Time." Dan, what would you do if you had a million dollars? Hi, Bernick at ABCs. This is Dan from Gilderland, New York. If I had a million dollars, I'd buy my own miniature golf course. It was one of those songs that what it is a staple of every show. It's in every single show they've ever done except one. Um, so, do we know why they didn't do it in that one? They only had three or four songs, and they didn't believe it was in Germany, and they didn't believe that the audience would understand what was what was being said. Oh, okay. oh come on! Ninety nine left balloons. Come on! The Germans understand their numbers. <laughs> that, they understand the numbers, but there's no numbers in this song. One million. One million. No, it's not one million. It's a million. <laughs> they never oh, say the word um, one. Oh. oh. Oh, well, there's still a million. A million. <laughs> I can't believe we're having this argument. <laughs> of course we are. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we'll just have more. We talked. <laughs> I see what you did we, there. We talked about house level for an hour, Stefan. I think we should, this yeah. is why we're going to have true. two weeks worth. <laughs> That's true. Oh my gosh! Last week we talked for an hour and a half about this song, and I was like, "There's no way that I can get Stefan and Jeff to talk for f- five minutes about this song." That's not no. Gonna and happen. I, in fact, I actually I'm worried about when we get to the rankings because. Um, the more I thought about how I was going to rank this and how I was going to place this, I realized it's the, the explanation alone for how I would rank this is going to be a rambling, rambling, crazy thing. And <laughs> it was last week as well. Maybe we should just get right to it. Maybe it's going to, maybe it's going to be revenge for how I scored the last song. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> All right. No, that's okay. So ratings. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So Aaron gave us his breakdown last night and gave us all the the fundamentals of the song, which were pretty basic. So let's go to talking about the song and your reactions and thoughts about this this essential hit. I can't speak for all B&L fans, but this was not the one that brought me to the dance. And I think if I had heard this song before uh, I got into Bare Naked Ladies, I don't know if I would have attributed it to a B&L song. I mean, I might have. Um, uh, per se, I mean, I, I I knew the song, I had heard it, kind of thing, but it was never. It was just kind of there, and I enjoyed it um, uh, a lot. Um, but when I officially got into Bare Naked Ladies, and I've talked about this before, I really kind of hit when Maroon came out. That's when I, I again, one week was there. It was kind of in the back, and I enjoyed one week, and and uh, um, um, it's gonna sound weird to say, but one week didn't make me a B and L fan. Uh, so it was, it was kind of like, that's oh, a cool song I heard it on the radio. It's, I've grown to love it more, but, um, it was not until, um, 
you know, Maroon came out and it was a weird time. It was because I, I think I mentioned this too, is because they had uh they had the the song on that uh NHL. They had the um on the NHL live. My girlfriend and I at the time just loved that song and that's why I went out and got I just happened to go down to the local fair in town and they had a copy of Maroon um, in one of their like discount bins. And that's what made me a fan. I listened to Maroon 80 billion times that first week. And then I started finding everything I could that was, you know, all things B&L. And of course that brought me back to $1 million. What, what are you calculating? They can't see you, Tracy. What are you calculating there? Well, you said you listened to it 80 million times in the first week, and I was trying to figure out if that's even possible. Since it might, it might not be, sir. It might not be. Um, well, I mean, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't exaggerate at all. But uh, so Ever. yeah, that, that brought me back to million dollars, and and I and I love the song, and I and it's, I don't see how anyone can't love this song at all. Really, it's so much fun. It's just it's, like we said, and we'll get to that, you know, more with the rankings as well too. It's a it's a very simple song. It's not complicated in any way. It's not musically complicated. It's not lyrically complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like you know compared to a lot of things, even on on Gordon alone, let alone their body of work. You know what's not the love? I mean, this is the one song. I mean, this is a comedy song, and 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 that's my oeuvre is comedy music, um, and this is a funny song. Maybe not a, a, a more universal funny song than comedy music, which has a much smaller fan base. Um, but it's it's a great feel good piece, and you mm-hmm. you can't help but smile listening to Million Dollar. Um, Absolutely, I mean that's that's I, think I agree. The best thing you can say about the song is I don't think it's possible. That the other day I was. Uh, a few weeks ago, now this is going to be off the timing because of when it actually airs, but um, I actually did have to get a COVID test because of some symptoms and had to quarantine away from my family for the three days while I was waiting. I have a two-year-old son here and I have, so I basically created a little cave in the playroom area with my work stuff and had very limited contact with, with anybody. And it was a miserable three days. And during that time, though, I think I stumbled on, I was looking up something BNL that I wanted to find. I was, I had a thought about a Stephen Page thing or something. Um, might have been about a recent, recent song I just released. I don't know. But I was looking up something and I stumbled on the, uh, the, the Juno Awards, I believe it was, the Juno. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw the live version that they did when uh, Andy and Steve came back and sang with the band again. And I think that, that to me is just the sheer nostalgia of it. Andy back on piano, Steve and the band having fun again, doing this song. And it was, and I just sat there and smiled and laughed. And it was a, it was a great feeling, you know, in a rough period. And that's what the song does for you. And I think that's really interesting because as I mentioned, it was only their seventh single. And only they only released it as a single when people were calling the radio stations constantly asking for this song. And the management was like, oh, we should probably release that as a single. That might be a good idea to do. They had 200, 230 songs about it at that point. Actually, I'd say almost 270 songs at that point that they could have chosen from. And if you're going with just the Stephen era, they still had 200 songs to go from. They had two songs to pick. They chose One Week, which is, of course, their big hit that made them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then the other song wasn't their first single. It wasn't their most their best-selling single. It was this one. Because this one wasn't even their best-selling single ever. Right. It, it was their fan favorite that they would pay, play at every single show. And like you said, they brought Andy back up on stage to play this song with them. 
So you had all six BNL members there at the same right. time. That's awesome. So Jeff, out of curiosity, what is the song that brought you to uh, BNL? I won't get too much into it because you're going to hear me three years from now, but um, probably still one of my favorite songs of all time, which is Off the Hook. Um, Off the Hook is one of my favorite BNL songs of all time. I mean, I love the album, and obviously every song, Build by Build, is great on there. I love Sell, Sell, Sell and Convention Years and um, uh, <laughs> Falling for the First Time. It's just uh, Maroon is just an amazing, amazing album. Um, but I think it was uh, Off the Hook when I got to that one and just the the emotional impact of that song and, and the, some of the best lyrics they've ever written, I think. Um, I, that was, I think, the clincher for me. But cool. by a narrow margin, because I was already enjoying the album by the time Off the Hook is near the end of the album, but I was already enjoying it. But I mean, that was the one where I was like, this this is one of my favorite bands of all time. <laughs> That's awesome. Good to know. Maybe that can help bring people. Like I said, I've listened to every other album they've ever done since then, but Off the Hook is still one of my favorite <laughs> BNL songs. It's still Off the Hook for you. Yeah, yeah. It's still <laughs> Off the Hook. It's off the- all right, well, let's left Je- uh, Jeff Off the Hook for a moment, and let's ask Good. you some questions, Stefan. Stephen, well, what do you what are your thoughts on this song? I, I remember being in my cousin's red Jeep, top was down. We're cruising down Congress Street in Portland, and uh, we've got the the CD in the CD player. Back when the uh, you had to actually put one into your vehicle because they didn't come with them, and um, <coughs> this song came on, and it's uh, a bright sunny day. It's just a, a beautiful day. And this is, uh, it captures the playfulness and the personality and the creativity and the fun that is essentially BNL. And that's what really caught me to it. And I just thought it was fun. And it's like, who, who couldn't relate to wanting to have a million dollars and thinking, what would I do if I had that? And it's a bunch of kids that, you know, really related to me because I was, I was in that frame where I was in high school. I was trying to think of um, what's next. I think we're seniors at that, at that stage. Gosh, yeah. What would we do with a million dollars and have fun? And it opens up your, your mind to dreaming and um, building of uh, a potential future for yourself. And it's, it's fun. It's creative and it's silly and it's uh, the joke and it's, just great. It's just an all-around fun, wonderful song. And that was the song, uh, the first song that I think I really remember and pay attention to be like, okay, who is this band? You know, and um, and that's that's what it was. That was my hook into BNL. And um, that's what my hook into Gordon. And yeah, I haven't given the other albums a shot. I should give Maroon a shot. I've heard great things about that. I think I'll pass on snack time. But, um, <laughs> other things. You uh, liked Humongous Tree. I did. I really <laughs> did. I'm, I'm you need to give it a it chance out. just on that alone. <laughs> I know. I had fun. I, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, okay, fine. I might buy snack time. I, I did have Rock Spectacle. I, I don't know where it went. I think it was stolen with most of my belongings when I moved out to California. Yeah, Gordon. Gordon is the album that I, I bought again. And um, I have it in my truck and I drive around and I throw it in every now and then. And um, uh, again, my truck does not have a CD player. So I have one of those little portable jog ones that I just throw it in and we're good. But I love that song. 
I absolutely suck. love it. It's um, it's one of yeah. There they are, Tracy. <laughs> uh, in case the listeners cannot see, which of course you can't. Uh, he's holding up both versions of Gordon, the original, and the new uh, cover with the red and white and blue ball that's in the front. <laughs> and um, yeah, just yeah, it's great. I love the song. It's my favorite. Catherine Cornetta. What would you do if you had a million dollars? If I had a million dollars, I would buy my parents a house. A new house. Yes. That's what I would do with a million dollars. Yes. Now, you mentioned that it was simple. Do you know why this song was so simple, Jeff? Do, is, was there a reason it was simple? I mean, the only, I, mean, the only, I mean, I know this was one of the first ones they had. This goes all the way back to the... Uh, um, the early demo tapes that they did that we listened to. Um, it goes back beyond that. And I mean, I guess that would be my first thing is maybe this was two guys hanging. I mean, this is what the song feels like. Honestly, it's two guys just jamming on a guitar that were coming up with lyrics. And um, even to this day, I mean, some of the lyrics intentionally or not intentionally sound improv, um, like the little dialogue parts, obviously, that we've all come to know and love uh, during some of the breaks there. I mean, if, there, if this was intentionally simple, I would be surprised. But I, I, my thought would be because it's just one of the first things they did. Like, and Steve just sitting there kind of jamming, and that's don't don't fix something if it ain't broke. You know, that's the way it stayed. Like amateur uh, performers who are, you know, they came up with the song. Well, if we strike it big, what would what we would what would we do with a million dollars? And there, and voila, a song was born almost. <laughs> Actually, it has an even more really kind of cute story behind it than that. Um, well, tell us, Mr. Como. I which will. You probably, which you probably talked about last week, too, huh? I did. So I, I will probably just say at this point, I'm going to cut out any, my explanation here. Okay. Uh-huh. So you can go to, people can go to that next, and last week and, and now listen to your reactions. started playing off each other and it was it was just banter it was them reacting to each other and that's where this came from of course now i just picture one of the kids going uh mr ed who's art garfunkel (laughs) (laughs) yeah and what's an ottoman and why is he remaining (laughs) (laughs) why is he remaining (laughs) yeah i I think a lot of that stuff came in later (laughs) okay that makes more sense He kept it more to like what happened at the camp that day. So Although I can see, I can see shades off. of that, like the tree fort. I can see that coming out of the thing with the kids thing. I mean, maybe not, but I mean, that'd be that'd be that'd be adorable. You know, <laughs> we built a tree fort in our yard, and it really was the first st- song that Ed and Steve wrote together. Right, that is awesome. <laughs> I didn't know that about their uh, camp experiences, and that's how they met, and et cetera, et cetera. So that's great. Do you guys want to jump right to ratings, or should we discuss some of the lyrics? Well, yeah, that's right. There's lyrics. Well, there's not much to discuss about lyrics, really. Well, one thing I didn't bring up about lyrics is we have all these different versions of this song. And I didn't mention last night. Oh, my Lord. Right, because it changes every time they do it live. Yes, it's really different each time they do it live. Um, And I want to kind of break down some of the differences that we see in some of these versions. So on the Hello City, which is one of their early versions, they make fun of the lick at the very beginning of the song. So they're already making fun of themselves and and they're playing the song. Then they add in this lick. 
that we always hear and we always think of it as part of it. But before this, like if you listen to Buck Naked, that lick isn't in there. Are you ready for it? Heavy oh. lick. Oh, heavy lick. Okay, I'm gonna get adventurous. I'm gonna get adventurous. Here it goes. The same lick again. All right. But it sounds fresh every time. That's what I like about that lick. He's never screwed up that lick. Twice. It's just like the lettuce on the McDonald's McChickens. Fresh every time. This is something they just had recently added, right. and they're making fun of themselves for adding it in there. Um, and then they're doing banter about a very aggressive version of this that they had done the night before at a college. I'll put that in right here. You could open up the fridge, and there would be non-alcoholic beverages for all. No, I, see, we were, we were playing at Queen's University in Kingston last night. Well... You know, people were pouring beer on each other and stuff. And they were being really obnoxious, but we did this song. I think, you know, they were just... And they were all singing along, and they knew all the words, like these guys. And I was very impressed. But it was the most aggressive version of this song that I've ever heard. It was like... It was like... If I had a million dollars! Testosterone mix. Not that we weren't digging it. Not that we weren't digging it, though. No, I think it was that we weren't digging it. Because it's actually some of the best banter. It really is <laughs> hilarious hearing them talking with each other early on. Um, instead of saying an emu, they say an alpaca. Um, I think I've heard I've heard a version where they say that, yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of <laughs> this version, they say some son of a bitch would die, which is a throwout to um, If I Had a Rocket Launcher by Bruce Coburn. Okay. Wait, what? Which was also a song that they wrote and I think is very similar to Helicopters. No, wait, say that again? If so I Had a Rocket I, Launcher. If I Had a Rocket Launcher by Bruce Coburn. So that's a weird story to me. I need to spin off on it. Maybe you don't know this, Tracy, but um, um, I'm pretty hardcore into the comedy music scene. And there's been, to my knowledge, Three, and I don't know if anyone knows this, but I sometimes write parodies. There's been three great parodies, to my knowledge, of a Bare Naked Lady song. Um, one was done by Weird Al Yankovic for one week. Um, there was another one recently that some jerk did. And um, <laughs> there was. Which is an amazing one, and I'm going to put it in right here. Moved into my new apartment. Fought with dad and said so long Folk at last, folk seem friendly Folk in my house broken bad What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Thank go you, ahead. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then uh, in St. Ian, uh, Ian Bonds actually did a parody called If I Had a Rocket Launcher, and that's the only time I've heard that. So in my note, like I'd, I'd heard that, I was like, oh, this is an insane Ian parody. Um, I didn't realize there were other, already some variations of that floating around there. So that's pretty cool. If I had a rocket launcher, I wouldn't have to cheat anymore. If I had a rocket launcher, rocket fire would maybe even the score. If I had a rocket launcher, maybe I could use a rocket to find you in a town. 
just eliminate everything on screen with a well-placed missile. Yeah, and since it's a Russian game, you can say something clever like Dos Vidanya Comrade. I mean, definitely. So is it a parody, or like, did he parody? He parodied if I had a million dollars and called it if I had a rocket launcher and made it about video games. So that's interesting because if I had a million dollars and helicopters both refer back to that Bruce Coburn song. And I wonder if he intentionally was referring back to that Bruce Coburn song as well. Oh yeah. Huh. I, I was not aware of that. I was asking that because he's actually a friend of mine and I don't know if he knew that, but no, I got to sing it. I got to sing that this parody with him um, at Fumfest in 2019. Uh, we, I got to do the C parts. And so it was a great time. You will be able to find it. It's on, it's on Bandcamp. Yeah. You can find yeah. that. <clears throat> Um, so, I find everything that's on the web. I go, I go really dark into the well, dark. Yeah, web Ian, yeah, Ian released four albums this year, and he did a uh, he did release the Fun Fest live album, and it's on there. Uh, okay. He had asked me a week before, "Do you want to join me on stage with this?" And we sat in the car and practiced it for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Trevor, what would you do if you had a million dollars? Oh man, um, I'd probably buy a lot more instruments. <laughs> Not, I've got plenty now, but I think you know there's there could always be more. <laughs> and then the craft dinner for sure, just more craft dinner. <laughs> always craft dinner. Always. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Exactly, and then I have the money to do that. Right. Jeff, I have to ask you: Have you learned this song yet? Have I learned this one? No, no. Uh, the only BNL song I, the song I can somewhat play now is the is Old Apartment because that's the one I parodied for One BR. <laughs> Because I so think I've not learned that, this one yet. So, huh? I, Aaron said that this was a pretty simple song. It's a I, one five four one, and then it goes four five one on the chorus. I think I've looked up the chord structure at one point, and I saw that it was definitely playable. Um, yeah. At my stage of the game, which is <laughs> not a hefty stage of the game by any means, but which old apartment is also actually a very simple song. Uh, like, not I don't want to say simple, but it's not as crazy as a lot of their stuff. <laughs> Now, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but I do want to bring up a few more of the versions. Um, on the early versions on the demo tapes, um, it's very mm. basic, um, especially with Buck Naked. We don't have the Cregans. We don't have Tyler. Um, it's definitely not finished. The energy's not there. And they were skipping the banter and really hurrying along. Yeah, we talked um, about that when we did Buck Naked. Yeah. And then on the yellow tape, same thing. It's very hurried banter. They skip a lot of that banter. Um, but the lines are starting to get cemented. So it's really fun to see this song come coming together slowly and but surely. The banter on Talk to the Hand, which is a video cassette DVD of the a video cassette. Okay. It's a DVD of the their live performance in Michigan. Their banter in that is excellent they are on point this is you know in the 2000s they're they're getting big and they're having fun up on stage um bnl also did a selfie cam jam of this recently and i will say it's the best banter that i've seen since steven left the band who banters and, in that and, version hmm who banters in that version? Um, it's it's both, yeah. Ed, Kevin, and Tyler are bantering in that version. Okay. I think Jim's even got some parts in there, and it's great because we also get to see Jim's kids come in and sing during the last chorus, and we get to see Tyler's daughter singing in the last chorus. So hmm. it's, it's that's kind of cool. 
Yeah. Other than that, the only thing that really ever changes is the banter. As I mentioned last night, like that's that's the staple of this song is the banter is meant to be different every single time it's played. And I can I can see with that story that you told us about the um, camp school bus. I, I, now it makes sense. Um, I never really understood why they would um, do that, but now it makes sense that that was a part of the original design of the song and the purpose of the song. And uh, it's kind of fun how they do that. Now, one of the things I mentioned last night, I, let's talk a little bit about the lyrics, your guys' thoughts on the lyrics. I'm going to shut up since I've done a lot of talking. <laughs> Well, well I think they. Oh, go ahead, Stephen. No, I was just going to say I think they were wondering what they would do with a million dollars, primarily. Um, but go ahead, Jeff. What's your take? Well, I don't know if I'd put it quite that way. I mean, I think it's a love song. <laughs> so I mean, I I I don't mean to go too deep into it, but it's 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 a love song. Here's what I would do for you if I had a million dollars. Um, yes. So. Uh, you know, so that, I think that's a big part of it. It's it's uh, a ballad and it's a love song in a way, just a funny one that, you know, he's trying to uh, impress or, or be supportive of, of the person that he's with. And, and uh, he's said, saying to them, um, you know, if I was rich, here's all the things I would do for you because you earn it. Um, they just do it in a very fun, uh, playful way uh, with a lot of um, references, some of which are, are you know, delightfully obscure i mean i'm sure even if i played this for a bunch of people today there's jokes in here they wouldn't get um even the arc garfunkel i mean john or john merrick you know um, so i think that's fun too i mean there's a little bit of a, a highbrow it's a simple song but there's some highbrow stuff in here you know but um yeah but overall i'd say the lyrics are intentionally very simple this is not brian wilson lyrically this is not flag or off the hook or anything like that but it wasn't supposed to be that it was it was written with kids to begin with and it was supposed to be a fun playful little song and it works with, it works like that yeah um, there's some really funny lines and i love the banter about the um um we have the food leads the uh, foods laid out first like for little pre-wrapped sausages they have pre-wrapped sausages but they don't have pre-wrapped bacon uh, can you blame them i mean who doesn't chuckle every time you get that <laughs> if you don't chuckle at that part audience we can't be friends Oh wow! The ultimatum. <laughs> the ultimatum. I'm, I'm glad that still, uh, we can we can still be friends. We just won't listen to the song. And audience members, I know you don't have video. You're just listening in on this uh, this podcast. But Jeff is wearing his green dress tonight, and um, or is it a green T-shirt, Jeff? Uh, it it's a green like T-shirt. A green uh, T-shirt. Not a, so it's not, not a real green dress. Not as cruel. It's not a real green dress because okay, that would be cool. Good. We know that. That's good. A less fabric too. <laughs> so I wanted to bring up something I I found out this week. Some I kind of recognized before, but learned this week. A lot of the references of the obscure stuff that comes in later in this song is actually stuff that Michael Jackson bought. Like pre-wrap bacon? He bought Art Garfunkel? <laughs> nope, but he bought a llama or an emu. He bought animals that yeah, had a zoo right. in his yard. He had a monkey, yeah. He had John Merrick's remains. He did? Uh, did he? No, I don't think he ever had them. He talked about buying them. He talked about buying them. He never actually um, bought them. He owned a limousine he also yes owned bubbles the monkey had a lot of ketchup 
Most interestingly, though, is that he bought a dress for Elizabeth Taylor. It was a green dress, an emerald green dress, but not real emeralds. Oh. Oh. No, I I always got that the John Merrick line was a Michael Jackson reference. I didn't go that deep into it about, although I should have, the llama and the emu and the monkey should have been also giveaways. Just goes to show the Canadian education system is much uh, much more advanced than we are. <laughs> and I actually just went online to see if Michael Jackson owned some art, and he did not own an art Garfunkel or an art or a Picasso or a Picasso. Yeah, that is probably my favorite line in the entire song. <laughs> that is a very smart line. <laughs> That's awesome. Because most uh, people are going to misunderstand that unless they understand who Art Garfunkel yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's a double it's a double reference, and I'm a sucker for a good double reference, and I love that. Um, I mean, it might be dated now, but <laughs> one of the reasons why I really love the song is just the the lyrical genius and the play on words, and it really does captivate and capture how their minds work. And it's just so much fun. Without the darkness, really. <laughs> now, they, they recorded a different version of this every day during Gordon. So as they were recording Gordon, they would do a different version of this every single day that they came into the studio to record. Uh, Michael v- Philip Voyevoda, I want the demo tapes of other versions of this song. I need to hear the other copies of this song so I can hear the other options that you chose from. That'd be fun. That would be fun. We know you own them still. <laughs> so. This figure, there's a lot of times where um, so much of that great expensive ketchup part was left out because by that point they were being pelted by a macaroni and cheese. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I, I didn't know that they had uh, connections with the, uh, the Patriots either. They did? Well, of course. Craft dinners. They must be <laughs> Patriots fans. <laughs> what? What are you guys laughing? Oh, my goodness. That was a well-crafted joke. That was, yeah. Oh. yeah. And but I knew no, there was a punchline coming. I just I wasn't quite there. Well, Jeff, the punchline wasn't quite there either. <laughs> that, that was a field goal. I know. I know. Yep. There we go. Eric Butterworth. What would you do if you had a million dollars? Hey there, I'm Eric, and Tracy asked me what I would do if I had a million dollars. Well, if I did, I'd take my wife on a worldwide Disney tour. Visiting every park has been on our bucket list for a while now, and a million should easily be able to accomplish that. Of course, I'd also make sure to sneak so much B&L concert in the mix, because if she gets that much Disney, I get that much B&L. Thanks, and that was fun. Well, I would rank this uh, song. Oh, I'm sorry, what, Jeff. What is the ahead. ranking system? Actually, I was going to say, what's the ranking system, Jeff? Don't you already have a ranking system from we, last we week? Don't. Or? We don't. What? No? Because we, we knew that you would have to, that, that it's your job to rank, to, to come up with the ranking. So we just, we threw something in there, and I don't even remember what it was, because it was just a, we knew it was a throw-in until we would come to you. How about our gun- Garfunkels? I was going to say uh, Emus. Oh, see, I chose I chose Jeff's favorite. It's, he said he, you said that you like that part. Who doesn't like saying the word emu? I say it yeah, all the time. Yeah, emu. In in inappropriate and inappropriate situations because it's such a fun word to say. Oh, absolutely. And they make great burgers. I'll stick an emu wherever I can. Whoa, Jeff! 
That's uh, that's a little personal there, pal. I think this is a rated G podcast. Stefan, how many emus do you give this song? Oh, I, I don't know now. I'm starting to think about what to do with an emu. <laughs> if I had a million dollars, I would definitely... No, we would not do that with no. an emu. We would, no. No. no, no, not with an emu. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Llamas, okay. Emus, no. They kick. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, llamas could spit, I guess. Yeah. No, that's alpaca. They don't spit. Llamas do spit. Oh dear, that went that went way. <laughs> I just realized what I had swallow. said after I had said it. I'm sorry, guys. Alpaca swallows. That is going into. Oh my! That will not even make it. Hey, I didn't take it there. This is a first <laughs> podcast episode that I did not take it there. You have to give me props on that one, pal. But no, this being not a problem. I don't mind sitting on the cutting room floor. That was, every once that was in a while. my dirty mind. I will admit that was my dirty mind that took it there. That's awesome. Well, this being uh, my uh, cherry popping moment with uh, bare naked ladies, um, and this song has resonated with me for a long time, and um, I can't tell you how many times I've thought about having a million dollars, and uh, um, gosh, I, it, this is this is quintessential bnl for me so uh i would say i'm going to rank this sucker i have to rank it a five for me i was going to say like a 4.98 or something retarded like that but no offense to those people who are of that inclination but um that's what i was going to rank it and i'm like nah let's go let's go full monty (laughs) letting it all hang out all right absolutely no one to hold them so when i was uh i was thinking about this a lot the last uh, when i knew this was coming up and probably more so than a lot of the songs we we do i really wanted to think about how i was going to rank this and i said please don't ramble on yeah we know (laughs) we know that's inevitable so um good thing we're splitting weeks up i guess uh but uh no seriously if my knee-jerk reaction if you said what what do you rank if I had a million dollars, it's going to be high because I mean, I, I don't, again, I don't want to speak for all BNL fans, but I feel like most BNL fans, this is a nostalgia track. This is the one they come back to. This is the one you want to see them do. If you went to a show and they didn't play this, yeah. you'd probably be upset. Um, so, you know, it's regardless of where they, it ranks in, in, you know, in your, your echelon of the other songs. Um, but then I, I kind of thought to myself, okay, uh, let's not let's strip away the nostalgia part. Let's strip away this is the NL, the fun part and everything. Um, not that I, I think, you know, and I'm not a big fan of ranking by an arbitrary criteria either. Um, I've never liked that for movies or music and saying. Um, that just gets me in trouble with, like, critics and stuff. But I don't believe in saying, you know, this is what a song should sound like. This is what a movie should look like. This is our criteria because art is too subjective for that. People are going to rank based on the, how much they love the lyrics, how much they love the beat, how much they love the music, how much they love, uh, how much, how good it makes them feel or, or you know, how, how bad it makes them feel. Um, it's inevitable that those are going to go to your ranking system. And I wanted to take into account those other factors though, the lyrics and the music. And so I started to think, okay, is this lyrically Brian Wilson? Is it lyrically um, the flag or, or, um, uh, call and answer later on or, or off the hook or, um, you know, even, even one week, uh, you know, is it lyrically there? 
Um, and, you know, I wouldn't say that it is. I don't think it is lyrically there. It doesn't have necessarily all the good puns and stuff that BNL is going to be known for, you know, throughout the years. Um, and musically, we talk all the time about how people are stunned by BNL. Like, they're legit consummate musicians. They do stuff that nobody expects. You know, he said, I could play this on guitar. And that's not to discredit it. Like, you know, my seven month guitar, I could probably pull this off in some level. I could pull off certain BNL songs, whereas, um, you know, and I'm probably wrong on that anyway, by the way. But, it let's but but let's be compared to another BNL song musically and lyrically. This, I would argue, is not to that level. Um, that said, do I feel darn good every time I listen to this song? Yeah. Do I feel um, um, it's a fantastic, fun song and it does its job? Yeah. Um, I couldn't give it a five because of that. I would have to say, for me, um, putting all that in perspective. Um, and I'm going to get hate mail for this, and I'm sorry, but the, to keep in mind, I still love the song, but I would put this song at a 4.5. You're, you're not going to get the hate okay. mail. I'm going to okay. get the hate mail for that. The, I, I was thinking I had to go oh. out and start, and, uh, start up my car, uh, start take out, uh, taking that road trip down to Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, so your ranking is lower, basically. Oh, yeah, it is lower, but I also it was almost exactly the same almost exactly the same words that I said last night um, with, with the song. I gave it a 4.3 for the same reason, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but I'm, what, I, what I'm really saying is I'm the one that gets all the emails anyways. So the hate mail's so, not yeah. going well, to you. I was, I was probably around there. Like I said, this one was a tough one to rank. Yeah. I was probably in the 4.2, 4.3 um, as well. But I, like I said, we're going to, we've gotten to, and we're going to get the songs that I think, are artistically better, and I have to bump up a song higher for that reason. I think. I, uh, I ranked it. But that's, I mean, that doesn't apply. Not not everyone's no. gonna feel that way. I artistically, that. I think lyrically, as far as the creativity goes, and being being able to bring up the uh, the different aspects of what would you do with the million dollars and the randomness of it, I thought it was quite creative. So yes, I I. I I ranked it just sentimentally. I mean, it's all sentimental for me. Which, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. And if you would have asked me initially, I would have yeah. totally ranked it a five sentimentally. Tyler, what would you do if you had a million dollars? Hey, Tracy and the gang, Bare Naked Ladies fans. This is Tyler Boudreau from Wildcat Minute, the high school musical podcast. Here to share what I would do if I had a million dollars, as it were. So with that sum of money, I think... First of all, I need to, you know, pay off my student loans, uh, pay off that student debt, get that right out of the way, you know, toss some to my sister and my friends, see if I can help them out a bit, make sure my family's all safe and secure. Then after that, one mission, one mission, I tell you, make my podcast popular enough. You can make any podcast popular with money. I just want my podcast Wildcat Minute, the High School Musical podcast, where we talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. You can find it under the podcast feed name Amateur Nerds. That's our brand. I just want that podcast to be big enough where I can start going on other podcasts as guests all the time. They invite me on. They say, hey, we have Tyler on this week, and I just go around, have other podcasts, my podcast, you know, maybe open a Patreon, start making money from the podcast, but sometimes you got to spend money to make money. So I'm going to spend that fraction of my million dollars on getting my podcast out in the world. But hey, if you're listening to me now, you maybe you've already heard it, so thank you. Anyway, that's what I do with a million dollars. 
probably other people should spend it more prudently. Anyway, bye. So, because we're talking about wealth, this week I am giving away tons of appearances. So, listen up, because these appearances have even more information in them about this song. There is, in our liner notes, a link for the intimate and interactive appearance that they did on that TV show. I highly recommend, if you love this song, if you love listening to Stephen and Ed banter, you have to go out and listen to this version. It's really early on with them. I would say it's the best banter I've ever heard them do, such that even Stephen starts breaking up in the middle of the lyrics. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Also, I don't have to remind everyone about the contest from by Kraft earlier this year, um, where not only did they do a Stephen Page commercial, but on top of it, they released special Dijon ketchup as part of the contest. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> also, there is the Strombo concert that they did after the Juno Awards. And the great thing about that is they have Fred Penner that's playing with them on this song. Uh, for those who don't know, Fred Penner is a Canadian children's musical performer um, who had a very famous Canadian TV show called Fred Penner's Place um, on CBC. And, and they do some good banter afterwards and talk a little bit more about the song and where it came from after that. There is also an interview that that Stephen did on QTV where he talks about this song um, and where it came from and some, how proud he is of the song and still enjoys it. it. He says it's not his, you know, it's not like it's the best body of work that he's ever done, but at the same time, he's very proud of this song. And he should be. <laughs> There's two behind the vinyls where they play the song on vinyl while the people are talking about it, there's one with Steve, and then there's a separate one with Ed and Tyler. I recommend that people go out and listen to that. Well, that's great, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> now, I do want to ask, I, first of all, Stefan, what would you do if you had a million dollars? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I should have thought of this before we started this program. Um, <laughs> we had no idea you were going to ask this. You said you've been thinking about it for 30 years. I know. <laughs> I still haven't decided. There's so many different things. Um, I thought about sky jump, uh, skydiving, and no, 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 not for me. Um, um, maybe go on a vacation? Maybe a salmon dinner? <laughs> Ooh, I do like salmon dinner. Fitty rides? Oh. No, that would regurgitate the salmon dinner. <laughs> <laughs> We just regurgitated that joke from <laughs> That's six, right. three months ago. <laughs> sure it did. Sure it did. Oh, gosh. Shoot it up well, and spit it back out. Well, so where would you go? Where would you vacation? Uh, well, I would, um, I would take the time to travel the world. I really would. And I would go and explore China, and I would explore Costa Rica and Argentina, Belize, Fiji, a lot of tropical locations, most definitely, probably Iceland, and um, 
<laughs> not, Fiji, not, um, tropical Iceland. No, I'm not like combining these in a, uh, a temperate. I just love where your brain goes. <laughs> it's all over the place, really. Maybe slip over by the Antarctic for a little while. No, I, I would try to focus on me. Um, I would go on a number of different retreats and try to do some holistic health recuperation things, and um, I would try to meet up with uh, a lot of people who I would try to turn into my mentors, both financially, spiritually. Jeff, what would you do if you had a million dollars? I would invest in a COVID vaccine. <laughs> and you would be well-loved for that. <laughs> um, no, let's assume that it's a normal world, and you're asking me this question, <laughs> which it's not. But uh, if I had a million dollars, I mean, I would... Put it towards, uh, you know, school for my kids as much as I could. Help them get to school. I mean, that's probably going to cover the most. I mean, there's, of course, other things I'd like to do, like travel again with my wife, go places. I, you know, I'd want to invest some of it into music stuff, like actual equipment and being able to pay for, you know, tracks and production and things like that to put out albums. But uh, guys, this next week is going to be super, super hard for me. You know, when it comes to analyzing, uh, this next week's song is not one that I can listen to with the kids around. And, well, you know where I do most of my song reviewing. Uh-oh, in the toilet. No. In the bed, in the bedroom, in the car. In the car. In the shower. In the car. In the car. <laughs> Took me a second there. Took me a second there. I was like, Jeff is going to get this. He's going to be right uh, on. Yeah, I did. I was like, I, I was like, oh, I see where he's going. Yeah, in in in, in the cars next week. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, that would be a tricky one with kids. Yeah, it's just not explaining you have to do that. <laughs> no, we'll get into more of that next week. But yeah, I'm not explaining that one to the kids. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Yeah, it makes them strong. No, it doesn't. This is Sparta. Nope. <laughs> have a great week and thanks. That was fun. Thanks, thanks everyone. everyone. Have a good night. Have a good night. Thanks. That was fun. Don't forget. No regrets, except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.